Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Okay, welcome everybody. It's Labor Day weekend. We're winding up the summer and uh, we're taking this weekend to remember all that Jesus did at the cross. And so we welcome you to New Beginnings Church Online. And uh, we're going to be partaking communion together during this, uh, this teaching. And so we would like to be able to prepare our hearts uh, so that we can take full advantage of this time together and make sure that we're bringing honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ as we observe his commandment to do this in remembrance of him. So we, New Beginnings, like to take the service, the entire teaching, and dedicate that towards communion so that when we take communion, we're not just doing it as a ritual, we're actually doing it having prepared our hearts to receive um, the bread and the cup. And so if you have not prepared yourselves yet, take a moment, uh, get yourself some, some juice and you can use whatever type of juice you'd like. Obviously we're using grape juice because of the symbolism. Uh, we also, uh, if you have matzah, if you have crackers, a Ritz cracker, any type of piece of bread, uh, just go ahead and get that together at some point. Uh, at the end of this teaching, we're going to take communion together. I want to call our attention to one of the most famous Psalms in the Bible, Psalm 23. I'm going to read through that, and then we're going to use part of Psalm 23 to prepare our hearts to take communion together. I think this is a really good way for us to honor the Lord and to remember all that he's done for us. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." So, so this weekend, as we prepare our hearts to receive communion together, we're going to focus in on verse three. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Just, just reading this psalm makes you want to just sit still for a moment and just, just take a sigh of relief. Like, just like, let your body relax. Like, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. Just picture that, this calm uh, flowing waters and just beautiful green grass. We could just sit by that water and relax. And, and in this world that's constantly full of stress and anxiety and concern, times and peace uh, and restoration are so vitally needed right now. Everyone's so tense. Everyone is so uh, anxious. There's so many people that are just walking around cranky. And if you're not careful, it can get on us. And I find myself with, you know, the pressures of life and, and the pressures of the ministry, especially having the ministry and trying to keep church together during these, these, these crazy days that we're seeing, crazy times that we've seen these past six, seven months. Uh, if I'm not careful, I can let the stress cause me to become very cranky and we'll just walk around in a constant bad mood. And that's not good for anybody. It's not good for me. It's not good for the people around me. But in the presence of God, 
We can be restored on a continual basis, an ongoing basis. And communion, uh, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, whatever title you were used to referring to, the bread and the cup, whatever name you choose, this definitely can be a time of restoration, a time of refreshing, as we remember all that the Lord's done to bring us in relationship with our Father in heaven. What does restoration mean? We could use adjectives like revitalize, make fresh, to mend, to rekindle. We could use any of those adjectives to define restoration. Many of us like to watch TV programs dealing with home restoration. We love watching the two brothers just come into these tired old houses and some of which haven't seen a, paint, a, a coat of paint in decades. And we love to watch them bring those homes to life again. And the one cool thing that I've noticed in many of these programs is they will take some piece of the old house, an old beam, uh, maybe an old door, a uh, family keep, keepsake, or an original set of blueprints, something that honors the past glory of that house, and they incorporate it into the new. They restore and remember. That's what the bread and the cup do for us. They are the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking loudly to us, loudly to us saying, no matter what new thing I do in your life, always remember, it always start, goes back to, and it started with the bread and with the cup. Everything starts with the bread and the cup. Why? Because the bread represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. The cup represents the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I have been brought into relationship with our Father in heaven because Jesus offered his body and offered his blood on that cross as payment for your sins and my sins. That alone should bring a sense of restoration, a sense of refreshing, a sense of calm, a sense of peace, a sense of belonging, all those things that kind of take the edge off of the stress of everyday life. The Hebrew concept of restore encompasses the idea to return, to repay, to bring back, to recall, and obviously to recover. In fact, these words more clearly convey Jesus's original intention for us in communion, that we would return to that, that we would bring back that memory, that we would recall all that Jesus did for us. In Luke chapter 22 and verse 19, Jesus said, it says of Jesus that he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. What was he saying? He said, what, we, what he was saying was, let the simple act of sharing bread and sharing cup return you to that Passover night, this Passover night that they were celebrating. What he was saying to them in the future, when you do this, when you take the bread, when you take the cup, let these things bring you back to, that, to this time, that Passover meal, that time of sharing his heart with his disciples. Remember the important teachings that Jesus presented to the disciples, which we have recorded for us today, during that time, what we call the Last Supper. Let the bread cause you to recall and bring back all the emotions of that night. Let the cup cause you to recover the feeling of being so loved with such intensity and deeply that you never, never feel lonely and abandoned again. So when you and I come and we take communion together, we, we need to allow this bread, we need to allow this cup to transport us back in time 
to bring us to that, to that Last Supper and to experience what they were experiencing. Remember, they really did not know. They did not have clarity of what was going to take place in those next 24 hours. Imagine what they thought of their last supper with their Lord, with their master the night before when they realized the next day what he was going to endure, what he was going to suffer, what they were going to see take place in the next 24 hours. You and I need to allow this time that we have together to, to come, come away, come apart from the noise and the stress and let this restore your soul. You know, sometimes Jesus would lead the disciples to a place away from the multitudes. Sometimes he leads us to come away from the normal daily activities of life. Sometimes he leads us by his spirit to a change of pace, maybe to change routine, maybe, maybe to, to do some physical exercise, maybe to start going for a walk or some type of recreation to kind of clear your head a little bit, to empower us before we jump back into the battle again. Remember, re recreation can mean to recreate, to create again inside us a picture or vision that maybe has gotten away from us, maybe something that we've lost. Many times restoration can be as simple as just getting alone in a solitary place with the Word of God. And Jesus always shows up in those places and times uh, of refreshing, times of revelation, times of reminding us of something that he might have revealed to us years before. It's in that coming away, getting into a solitary place where the distractions are not there. That is so important for us. Our Heavenly Father is very intentional about restoring us. He understands what life is like for us. He understands the strife that you, that you may be dealing with right now. He understands the stress that your life may, may be under right now, the pressures that you're carrying. He understands all these things. And therefore, he meets us in those places uh, with intentionality, with a plan to bring restoration and bring refreshing into our lives. Psalm 23, verse 2 says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And that's so important, to be led by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit. You know, we're talking, always talking about, I want to be led by the Spirit in prayer. I want to be led by the Spirit in my decisions. Um, I want to be led by the Spirit in my relationships. But, but sometimes we're, we don't really give credit to the Holy Spirit as leading us into times of refreshing, leading us in times of restoration, leading us in times of rest. He leads us by His Spirit to position ourselves in a place of expectant rest. I, I want to say that again. I want you to grab this. Our, the Holy Spirit positions us in a place of expectant rest. What is expectant rest? Expect, expectant rest is faith-filled expectation without the stress. And that's possible. You say, well, I don't, I don't know if that's possible. No, it's possible. As the Holy Spirit leads us, as we, as we submit ourselves to him, acknowledging that he's the one that goes before us, we very much can experience rest while we're positioning ourselves with expectation. See, if I have confidence in, in my God, if I have confidence in the leading of the Holy Spirit, I can position myself very expectantly. I know that I know that I know that he's going to do the thing that I need, but I can rest. 
I don't have to strive. strive. I'm not going to get into trying to work something to happen. I'm going to rest. I'm going to position myself with faith. Uh, I'm expecting it. So I'm saying I'm I'm ready to catch that ball. Okay, but I'm going to rest. I'm not going to get stressed out. Isaiah 40 verse 31 carries this, 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 this mindset, this thought. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We, what we see here is, is, is a person looking for restoration, for refreshing, for strengthening. We, we, we position ourselves in such a way that we are completely confident, totally convinced that our God is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to do whatever we need to do. Whatever needs to be done, he's going to do for us. He's going to fulfill his promises in our lives. But we need to be expectant. We can't just walk around just casual, like, yeah, whatever happens, happens, whatever God wants to do. That's not faith. That's not faith. Faith has passion to it. Faith has an expectation to it, but it's restful. It's restful. So to, to wait in the Hebrew mindset is a stance or position of expectation. It literally is a, it's paints a picture uh, of someone waiting. Let's say it's, it's a faith posture. It's looking out the window, knowing your loved one is coming through that door at any moment. It's, it's the child's attitude on Christmas Eve or on the, their, their birthday morning. They know what's coming. They know they're resting. They know that their parents are going to take care of them. They know that there's going to be gifts and there's going to be celebration. They know that, but they're expectant, but they're, but they're like, they're not tugging on you every five minutes. Well, you know, when are we going to have our cake? When are we going to? It's an attitude of expectation, but restful. It's so important that rest and restoration. Jesus did it all. The bread and the cup speak about his sacrifice. They speak about his commitment. And I, and I pray that that in itself just restores you right now as you're watching this. I pray that even that fact that he gave himself. He bore all the stress. He bore all the anxiety. That's why we're told about, about what took place in the Garden of Gethsemane where he's so stressed out, so full of anxiety, panic, that, that he literally sweat blood for us so that you and I could rest. Let that bring restoration to you. Matthew chapter 11, come to me, O you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in, of, in heart and you will find what rest for your soul. So when we hook up with him, we, we, we connect with him, we rank ourselves under him, we submit ourselves to him, we find rest for our souls. What's the promise? I'll give you rest. When? When you come to me, Jesus says. He said he would find rest for our souls. We would find that. He would provide it when we connect with him, when you hook up with him. And in a very real sense, it's exactly what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. It dwells in, 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 in every believer. And when we'll submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into these places of rest. When we connect with him, when we hook up, when we hook up with Holy Spirit, when we follow him, we'll find rest. We'll be restored. The yoke refers to a connection between two parties. 
it literally was this wooden harness that you would put on two beasts of burden, either two mules or two oxen. And they would carry the way together. And that's the picture that Jesus is presenting to us. Come and connect with me. Come and yoke up with me. Come and hook up with me. And we'll do this together. And you'll find rest. It's always the stronger one teaming up with the weaker one so that the weaker one is not bearing all the burden by himself. At the Last Supper, Jesus was inviting his disciples to receive him, to connect with him, to yoke up with him, to join in covenant with him. He intentionally used language of a marriage proposal. He said, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. He's making a complete commitment to the disciples. And, and, and down, to, down to today, he's making that commitment to us. This is my body which was given. This is my blood which is shed. Very important. He wants us. He wanted them to be confident in their relationship with him. He wants us to be confident in our relationship with him, to join forces together, to receive vision, purpose, and meaning from him. These things restore our souls. Why? Because there is nothing that causes more restlessness and frustration than not knowing your purpose and not having a divinely inspired vision for life. I'm going to read that again. There is nothing that causes more restlessness, more stress, more tension, and frustration than not knowing your purpose and not having a divinely inspired vision for life. The vision that you have for your life, the vision I have for my life, we can have our own plans, our own dreams, our own desires, but they do not fulfill the way the dream and the plan and the desire that comes from the heart of God. When we're walking in that, that in itself restores our souls. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says this, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. Strong, firm, steadfast. He said, after you suffer for a little while, God himself promises that he will restore you and make you strong, make you firm make you steadfast. What is that? Stability brings restoration of soul. Our good shepherd knows that there will be times of suffering. There's going to be times of setback that are going to require endurance on our part. But he promised that he himself will restore us. It will come directly from him. It's not going to come from another source. It's not going to come from uh, a different pattern of thinking. And all. It's going to come from the presence of the Lord. He's going to restore us. Amen. You know, even when we fall into sin, our faithful, gracious God will restore us when we come to him in repentance. David found out. He found the grace of God after he had fallen into adultery and literally conspired to murder. And yet, when he came to God, when he was confronted with the reality of his sin, which if, if you've ever fallen into sin, if you've ever fallen into gross sin, if you've ever fallen into sexual immorality, if you've ever fallen into something that's just like a, when, it's, when you're confronted with such, it's like hits you, just hits you. And you can do one of two things. You can wallow in your self-pity or you can run to God. If you wallow in the self-pity, eventually you'll become bitter and hard-hearted. If you run to God, acknowledging the sin, Coming to him in repentance. What does repentance mean? When you come to God, 
you're, you're, you're saying, I, I was thinking this way about my sin, but now I realize what it's done to me. I realize what it's done to you. I am changing my mind about that sin and about that conduct. I'm coming to you. That's exactly what David did. It's recorded for us in Psalm 51. Verse 10 says this, create in me, this is David's words, create in me a pure pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. You know, one mark is being one mark of having been restored, an identifying mark of that you can look to to see, am I being restored? Is this you have a heart again for the lost? Many times when we're when we're hard hearted, when we're in desperate need of refreshing or restoration. We've gotten ourselves so stressed out, we don't even think about the lost anymore. We don't think about that lost loved one. We don't think about that lost coworker. All of a sudden, all the attention's on me, 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 me. Look at me. Look at that, what a hard time I have, how stressed out I am, how anxious I am. I'm under so much pressure. We don't even think about the lost. And that's a shame. But David here through the Psalm teaches us that once we're restored, once we, we get clean with God, we once again, have a heart for the lost, compassion for the lost. The grace that God extends to us in restoring us from sin activates our ability to win the lost again. That cleansing, that renewed fire creates a new passion to reach people again. And I pray that you're in that that place right now Well, first of all, I pray that you're in that place of recognizing that you need restoration, that you need refreshing, that you need God. You need to experience the presence of God. And you know, I I know you're watching this right now online and this is good. And and it's, it's, I'm not saying that a person can't experience the presence of God. We very much can. But, There is nothing like coming together with your brothers and sisters in the Lord and corporately express experiencing the presence of God. And and if, if, if you're watching from out of the region, out of the area, we understand. We're glad that you're connecting with us. We're very, very, very blessed and honored to be able to bring the word of God into your, into your house, to your home. But for those of you that may still be like, I don't know if I'm ready to come back to church yet, please, Please, your brothers and sisters need you. You need the personal touch, if I could put it that way. You need fellowship. You need to be socializing again. Yes, wear your mask, use, wash your hands. We're, we're taking the precautions that we need to take here. But please, consider coming back in person because you may be missing out on something. That may be the true restoration that God has for you to experience right now. I pray that you'll consider that. As we prepare to take communion, I just want to pray for our restoration of refreshing. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray right now for every individual watching this, whether it's this weekend or whether it's way in the future, Father. I pray in Jesus' name 
that each one would experience the presence of the Holy Spirit right now, right where they're watching, whether it's on their phone, whether it's at the computer, whether it's on a TV. I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit to come upon every individual. I pray that every person will yoke themselves with Jesus, connect with Jesus, submit themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ so that he can restore, he can refresh. Father, I pray that the power that's on your scriptures, the power that's on the word of God will come and bring calm, stability. You said that you would restore us. We receive that right now with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's take communion together. Take hold of your bread, your cracker, whatever you have. I'm going to read some instruction from the Word of God, and then we're going to take communion together. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, the Apostle Paul wrote instruction to the church at Corinth about communion, about the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper. And this is what he said, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the, is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm going to pray a prayer and blessing over this bread. I pray that you, you follow me. And then we're going to take communion together. Father, we thank you for your blessing upon this bread. We recognize that it represents the physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was crucified for us. Father, we thank you for your blessing upon this bread. We thank you for all it represents and for all that Jesus accomplished on our behalf. And we receive this with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we take the cup. Please go ahead and take, and take your cup of juice. We take this cup, Father, with gratitude in our hearts. We recognize that this represents the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of the new covenant by which you cleansed us and purchased us and made us able to come into the presence of our Father without any sense of guilt or condemnation. And so with gratitude in our hearts, we receive this cup. We receive your blessing upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I pray that this has brought refreshing to you. I pray that this is bringing you to a place of restoration. I pray that you'll, you'll make this a lifestyle. Won't just wait for us to take communion in church or online but that you'll make this a habit. And whenever you start feeling stress or whenever you start feeling like your heart is getting cold towards the Lord, I pray that you'll just go get a piece of bread for yourself. Get yourself a cup of juice or whatever you have and just go before him and give him thanks and let that communion refresh you. Let it, let it calm you. 
Let it take away all the edge of this world and the stress and the tension, remembering all that Jesus has done for us. God bless you. Thank you for connecting with us this weekend. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.